0: to go to a certain level mental health wise like did he have to die and almost be reborn a new person
1: artistically artistically is at, a level is is that at a
0: level not down. a lot of people, lot are, of able people able to,
2: are able to access access, no, access that's how you have the gratif- gratification the power that but is he is he is he spitting
0: prophetic knowledge at this point. Why are the ancestors watching him fuck? Why do you think he's in contact with those ancestors? ancestors 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 Welcome to Not Doing It, a podcast where we discuss music and other forms of creative expression that help us escape our everyday realities. Today, we're going to give a summary of Kendrick's new album and talk about some of the major themes, one of which is mental health. Finally, we'll end with lessons learned and practical solutions to empowering yourself and ourselves to live your best life. So call off work, call off school, call off the rat race, and let go of whatever is troubling you at this present moment. Because today, we're just not doing it. We're cutting out all of the bullshit in our lives that doesn't serve us and doesn't serve our well-being. Episode 1. Is Kendrick Lamar Dead? On his latest album, Missing Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar discusses his beats with reality and existence. He goes into depth about topics such as trauma, mortality, mental health, spirituality, sacrifice, love, societal norms, among many other prominent themes. He makes the case for empathy and self-awareness, which are two of the major elements that make up consciousness. But his frustration with the state of the world is mounting and might send him over the edge. Will his love for humanity get him killed? Will he have to learn to love himself first? These questions haunt Kendrick and take him to dark places that dance with death as he knows if he says too much or if he says too little, he will be crucified. This album gives us a sneak peek into his vision of reality, a kid from a mad city in an even madder world, and the message is clearer than ever. We get to be a fly on the wall in a series of eye-opening therapy sessions as we are bombarded with the voices of characters in his head which have nowhere to go now but to spill out into the airwaves of our own subconsciousness.
1: Let me ask you first, B, and then I'll go to Nick. But why do we listen to music? What what is the um what is the reason that we listen to music for? Is it is it a reality we're trying to escape? Is there something that um, you know, we're kind of searching for or to live out vicariously through an artist? Mm. Um what 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 is it?
2: I think At least personal opinion is that we are melodic beings. We are Mm. melodies in in our essence, right? As you see energy waves and you think about how that is traveling through the air, it is something that is connecting at different frequencies. And as we connect at different frequencies, we gyrate right we're yeah. we're gyrating right now because we're oper- optimizing our opportunity to connect on the same frequency yes. when you go out in traffic though and somebody's honking their horn you guys are way <laughs> off frequency marks exactly. 100%. And, and so it's like static 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 it's aesthetic. about that harmony yeah Exca- exactly yeah. And, and and how do you come together at a at a point where you're not on harmony or you're not on one accord in my opinion you take the opportunity that is in front of you, and you don't look at it as an obstacle. You don't look at it as the thing that is going to deter you or the thing that's going to be your detriment. But the fact that's going to get you to your destiny. Absolutely. That's what you have to do. Yes. At least in my opinion, Absolutely. you have to take that and understand it. So that that's how I I would approach that. Yes, yeah. and I, that. I would say, and yeah. I
0: would say, you know, for for. For all of us, music has been a creative release as yes. well. yes. Oh, a lot yes. of the times, you know, that creativity and that flow state that you're able to enter when, you know, you just wrote a crazy bar or like, yeah. you know, you just, you know, dropped a crazy kick or yes. a drum pattern or whatever it may be. Or you just, you know, learn like, like B does, like learn by ear to play a new song on yes. the piano. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into that state, it's like you're almost unstoppable. Things yes. are flowing out of you um, you're getting those experiences that you really can't get anywhere else. Like, like goosebumps, uh, that vacation feeling, that Friday feeling, everything is just like bubbled up in one yes. like, and you're able to just like release it and actually, uh, be one with, uh, that wavelength that you're trying to capture, uh, be one with the universe as well. Yeah. And, like, you know, Yeah, don't put yourself in a position where you're, you're trying too hard, or you're just letting everything come to you naturally mm-hmm. um, so I would say that's you know one reason why music is so important, but music is also a, a soundtrack to a lot of people's lives yeah, as well. Like yes. think about when you're with your friends or you're at the club, having the time of your life or celebrating a, <laughs> yes. a birthday or, <laughs> yes. you know, or at a music festival there, there's so Real many different stories ways. And let me that say like, sound now. it's oh, absolutely. all, it's absolutely. all, and all and a part of, to the uh, digital too.
1: yeah, and it's all a part of like we're saying, this is a part of therapy for us. Music mm-hmm. is therapy for us. We, um, you know, like we said, about the healthy foundations, about the things that we're building up from the ground, the roots, are the roots pure, are the roots good, you know? Um, that's the most important thing is like, um, you know, our health, you know, and, and being able to share ourselves healthy, you know, and clear-minded and not confused. And the way we get that is by being present. Absolutely. By being in the moment, that's the only way. Not being in the past, not being in the future.
0: And that's, you know, that's so crazy because it's, you know, those lessons have been taught to us for forever, you know, to stop thinking about all of the things that are troubling you and try to be in a moment. Try to find the magic because that's the magic. The magic is, you know, when you're able to capture that, those moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, So welcome back to Not Doing It. You've got Nick, Jay, and B here in the studio. What's three up, brothers? What's
1: going mm-hmm. What's up, everyone? How you guys
0: doing? We're artists, musicians, uh, businessmen, um, yes. but just overall, sure. we're 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 human beings that at some point have been lost in our life. Yep. Um And we were at a point where you know we've 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 reached the rock bottom points before. And we found our way to kind of climb back and be resilient. Um, so we just kind of want to share some of those, you know, resiliency tips that we've learned. Um, talk about a topic that doesn't get a lot of attention in our community, um, the black community specifically. Um, mental health, the elephant in the room, the, you know, what, the, whatever you want to call it, the uh, Bigfoot the, the thing that is always kind of like hunting or hovering over us, but doesn't seem to want to be talked about by a lot of folks. I guess one thing that I, I kind of want to jump to, um, first is since this is the not doing it podcast, (laughs) um, what are we not doing anymore? Like Mm. what was the not doing it moment, uh, for you all? Um, you know, For me, I kind of liken it or kind of think about it this way. I kind of think about it like what was the number one thing in my life that was standing in my way for me, like actually achieving all my goals and uh, living a life fulfilled. And for me, uh, it's always been consistently my job. And if we think about it, we spend so much time at work over half of our lives. And I'm sure we can grab statistics to really talk about that and go through that. But we spend so much time at work. Um, you know, that's less time that we have to spend with our families, less time we have to, you know, explore our creative elements of ourselves, do things that we're really passionate about, see new things, explore new places. Um, and COVID-19 has definitely, you know, opened that up a lot because it's, it's changed the way we work. But to me, it was never enough. Um, and that's why we mm-hmm. wanted to start this podcast. It was, you know, to create something for ourselves create something that we could pass down to our kids or our kids could listen to and kind of understand our mindsets um, and not get caught up in the rat race. And it starts with not doing it. It starts with cutting out the bullshit in your life that's not serving you, um, whether it's your job or um, a relationship or whatever it may be. Whatever is not serving your mental health, get it out of your life. Life is too short in general to dwell on those moments. So that's what brought us here today. Um, I'll pass it over to, to, to Jay and B to kind of jump in, but I guess we can start with Jay to kind of,
1: yeah, I think it's important, uh, just to really take time for, for our mental health, um, in the day and age where it's so much going on, so much going on in the news, um, so much going on on TV, um, on the radios, um, just system overload. Um, I think uh, we have to uh, really take time to be still with ourselves, to be centered, um, to uh, spend time in community, um, that way that we are being, um, releasing ourselves in a a way that uh, is healthy, Um, building up foundations that are uh, beneficial uh, for not only ourselves, but so that we can be a valuable asset to our communities, our um, uh, you know our families, our friends, um, the people that we love and we care for the most. Most um, well, certainly, I think I think that's the most important thing. We're like like Nick was saying, man, we're all troubled humans. Uh, we're just out here trying to you know find ourselves, find find why we're here, find um, you know the reason to uh, to to being alive in a day and age where. Uh, there's school shootings, um, you know, there's, um, you know, all sorts of things that, you know, limit our attention span to expand ourselves and to focus on ourselves and to, to be able to be a vessel for people. Um, so that's what we're advocates for. We, we want to make sure that, um, we're, uh, providing the people, the community, an opportunity, an outlet to, um you know, be to listen, to, uh, to share our stories, to share some of the troubles that we face um, each and every day. Um, as, you know, as human beings, we have to find ways to deal with the trauma um, in the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, um, you know, whether it's, you know, having a friend come over and speaking with them and sharing, uh, because, you know, in community, that's where we can kind of be brought up um, better and kind of talk through things, whether it's uh, your girlfriend, whether it's, you know, your cousin, um, people, your neighbor, um, whoever it may be, um, just make sure that uh, you're reaching out to people and not suffering in silence. Um, exactly. So we're, we're all here for you. And I'll pass it to B.
2: Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Um, at least the way I look at this is we have a social responsibility to be accountable for each other's mental diets. Mm-hmm. We, we have a huge responsibility because at the end of the day, if I'm devoting myself to distractions or things that are going to destroy me or things that are, will dissipate away, I have to understand that this is not the thing that will impact me the best long term i have to ensure that what i am positioning myself to know and to understand and to uphold in my life is something respectable and the way i look at respect is comes with responsibility We know how many people don't like us, and there's a lot of things that go on in this world and society where people don't like people. I mean, we saw some of the terrible things that transpired in Texas earlier this week and and in Buffalo, New York. I mean, we're seeing these tragedies transition because of mental health and mental positioning in life. And how do we help avoid that or evade it? Because it's not the policies completely that do away with it. It is the spaces that we continue to subject ourselves to, because if you take the understanding of wake up this morning, I, you know, we don't have to go to work today, per se, but you have to go to work on a day. Hmm. What if you just don't do it? What if you wake up and tell your kids you're not going to school? Do something spontaneous. Do something that really helps you get outside that comfort zone because then ultimately you're changing the shift. You're slowly doing it, right? It's like the repetitive habits. I'll get into a point, you know, and candidly say, I was smoking hookah and E-ticks. I had a problem and I'm like, you know what? Not necessarily a problem, but a point where you're like, do I need to do this or am I just doing it to do it? Yeah, that's good. But then I yeah. changed my shift in what I was doing. I got this thing called a kamasuku and started blowing into it. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. so as I blow into this thing, it's like it reminds me of the trigger that when I was inhaling versus the exhale, mm-hmm. the exhale helps you with the breathing oftentimes we don't breathe as beings. We're just going. Mm -hmm. We're just going, oh, this is what my life is supposed to be like, so I have to do this, or my kid has to go do that, or I have this obligation or that responsibility. And not understanding the responsibility to yourself is the only thing that's going to get you ahead. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that's going to help you benefit in this life. And that's really what I'm glad that we're able to come together and help administer or help communicate. Because connecting on mental health as minority brothers it's not something that people get to converse about on a (laughs) daily basis especially with the heights that we've been able to see i mean nick if you were mentioning kind of offline is that where we've come from we often seldomly excuse me get the opportunity to look at that like just sit back and say "Damn, how do we continue to branch that and again that is one thing that you bring up consistently i know as we dive further into the music that will be something that we'll be able to bring about. And I hope we continue to shed light for others and help them get through their dark times. All right, man. So let's get back. Let's just get
0: straight into it. Uh, The topic of the day is, is Kendrick Lamar dead? I think it's an interesting topic to think about in terms of the dichotomy of where mental health can take you, the levels that mental health can take you to. If you feel like you're lost. If you feel like you're not being heard. And I feel like Kendrick had to deal with all of those emotions and he's kind of giving it to us in an open therapy session from mm-hmm. yeah, yes. top to bottom.
1: Yeah. The way that he, the level of creativity, um, the beat selection, the cadence, the You know, the different switch ups and flows, the um, specific rap style that Kendrick has. But he is not your savior. Yeah, he is not your savior. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I think he, you know, artistically is at a level that not a lot of people are able to access. Um, And... Um, with that power, I think, comes a lot of knowledge, especially a person like Kendrick Lamar. He's very introspective and um, you know, has wise beyond his years um, and is able to articulate the spot that he's at right now in the game, right? But so all much of different. Those
0: things, but that's, I think this is what I'm trying to get at is all yeah. of those things that he is telling you about, did he have to go to a certain level – mental health wise like did he have to die and almost be reborn a new person you know reborn with a with a with a with a new chance at life a new outlook a new way to continue going so united in grief um what are y'all thoughts on on that song the the opener of the album the launch into Kendrick's
1: yeah, it's man. It's like, it's like right into the chaos, right? I think it's right into the chaos, right into like the depths of his mind um, where he's, you know, breaking down, just, you know, basically having a mental crisis right there, you know, on the song. And, um, you know, I think it's a it's a great intro to like a, such such an introspective album um it kind of sets the tone um you know it's one of the i feel like the 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 most um you know compelling songs and depth songs that he has on there where he kind of talks about where his mental is you know um
2: yeah, yeah it, I, I would say it, it's it has a, a huge impact because He's trying to help you understand how someone even of his stature could go through the trials and tribulations that most probably believe he's not even facing at this point in time. Right. I mean, music has always been an outlet to express yourself and example what you've been through, what you're going through, what you're going to go through to anticipate that in a forecast to help the world know why you feel this way. And I feel like with the the united in grief, he's trying to let you know that no matter what happens, that we're all in a playing field. Yeah your pain is your pain, but it doesn't mean that we can't feel it the same or different. Yeah, And so we have to take the opportunity to effectively empathize and realize that the grief is something we all have been given. And it is something that we all will gain at one point in time. And the understanding that is what helps us be more united. And he goes through a a cadence and methodology of the things that he was feeling during this point in time. Right. Yeah. Like his opportunity to realize what he's thinking. And then if he doesn't, you know, again, he's saying that he said, I think, I believe he says, uh, what is a house with a better view, a family broken in variables. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. He's just letting, you know, the contrast of those plights. Right. And so I'm, I'm very pleased with this being the first song because it sets the stage yeah. you you have to when you're introducing or bringing on an album you gotta set the stage you gotta yeah. let people know where you're coming from because i'm all i'm i will be honest i'm not one to normally listen to albums or in in, in corresponding cadence and correct order yeah it's not it's not something i normally do but with this one, I had to. I knew I was going to have to because he was going to tell me a story.
1: Yes, he's such a compelling artist that he's laid it out the way that he's wanted to be right. heard, um, which is amazing, I think, you know?
0: Well, this is, last, this is the last point that I want to touch on this one that we can move on to the next. But, like, that grief, he's showing that all the shit that he's been through, it allowed him still to, to lead him to his girl like because they were united you know in that similar grief grief that they had and it brought them together so like he was able to turn it into something beautiful yeah you know like right and, and it's and it's and that's really like i think the message that he's trying to portray is like he almost says the you know It's crazy because it feels like it feels like this, like you said, the first song is the beginning of the session. But it feels like he's answering his own questions for himself in the first song and kind of telling you everything you Mm -hmm. need to know about the whole entire album in this first song. Yes, I got to this place, but then we were like, but it turned into something Mm. beautiful. It could be something else. It doesn't have to be. So
1: now that it's dark, it's interesting that you say that because I agree. I agree. Do you think that this was his last song that he finished for the album?
0: It possibly Mm. does bro Like I mean Listen to the references Fee-fi-fo-fum She was a model Dedicated to the songs I wrote in the bible Like Mm. Who was the last time You heard Fee-fi-fo-fum Fee-fi-fo-fum Is a reference To the boogeyman Yeah You know He's trying to tell you This is a haunting This is not like This is not like No bullshit This is not for the faint of heart
1: Mm -hmm. Like
0: You know 100% Like be afraid Of this shit Like this shit Is gonna haunt you This is gonna give you Goosebumps and chills So be ready for that shit but it could turn into something beautiful. Those moments that you go through that give you that, those moments. And it's, it goes back to those same moments that we talked about before, that flow state as as creatives. Yeah. Get into that moment where you're getting that goosebumps. Like, damn, like, this shit is just like, it's, it's just, it's flowing. It's yeah. flowing. Yeah. At this point, it's flowing out of it. It's
1: giving you a different feeling than anything else can give you, you know? that, Like you said, that was a, that's what the goosebumps give you, man. It's like, I'm not hearing this in any other medium or any other form of communication, yeah. you know?
0: You remember, like, what was those old shows that used to come on? <clears throat> Back in the day, Mr. Like, Rogers? No, nah, not the <laughs> I mean, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Mr. Rogers, but we fuck with. Mr. I'm gonna tell you about the
2: old show in a moment. <laughs> yeah, so but like not you to know, those moment, do, too what
0: much. was what was that network? It wasn't like the Twilight Zone, but it was in like sort of the same category, like mm. chillers, like those chillers, like, kind of like a
2: sci-fi of the. They previous would come on day. late as hell yeah, at yeah. night, yeah. like
0: <laughs> chillers. They saying like this shit is a chiller, like this shit <laughs> definitely gonna chill your bones. Like it's not just a thriller. The like, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, so like I. I, I can appreciate that. Cause I feel like this was a, uh, a way of roping in reincarnation, rebirth, haunting, having to die, yeah. go someplace, turn it into something beautiful. Um, and he seems to be getting this knowledge from different, uh, universes at this point. Cause he seems to be traveling time as well. And we'll get into yeah. that as well.
2: Um, yeah. That's but true. Last
0: thoughts on that, and then let's, let's get I mean, into the next
2: one. As, as we get into the next one, I, I think that uh, a good segue, as you mentioned, he's traveling through time and in the universe because in this n ninety five, he presents the "Hello New World." That's mm-hmm. how that's how the song mm-hmm. is is introduced, mm-hmm. right? Perfect. It's like right there, it's almost man. Jay, like how you articulated it. "United Through Grief" for uh, "United in Grief" was written. After all of the rest of the songs mm-hmm. were completed, because he was able to tie that in and give you the synopsis at the beginning. Yes. Right? Any story, right. Sometimes when we pick up a good book or we, we hear it's a good book, we read the back of it. Yeah. A good person reads the first couple pages and the last couple pages to see if the conclusion really may pan out. However, but in this one, he's letting you know. Hello, new world. I've rebirthed. Yes. I'm reborn and you all see, the I boys mean, and girls
1: we jump straight and
0: take out mm-hmm. y'all, <laughs> y'all seen the uh so y'all seen the music video right yeah. yeah yeah what is he doing from the jump in that video hovering like above oh all yes y'all? of the water like it's not even about like a like a narcissistic type thing it's just like telling you like hey like i am not of my body i am much more than this like i have discovered this and yeah. now i'm going to take you there where i discovered and hopefully you can discover yourself as well while we're going through this yeah right. 100 so percent. i think like you said it's a great way and i love it because he used in a nursery rhyme at the beginning <laughs> of the song yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to kind of troll people in this day and age because people don't understand that a lot of these songs are the same thing. There's certain things that, that appeal to you. But also that beat, these, that beat. That you beat, know, yeah. I mean, but like the beat is dumb. Don't get oh. me twisted. But that intro in oh, itself- it's crazy. I think defines that sort of chiller type.
1: Yeah, 100%. Atmosphere. Right. Yeah. Getting
0: in here from him. He's
1: setting the stage. He you know, setting he's setting the stage.
0: Talking, he's, he's giving you a nursery rhyme that should become, coming. the next should be Barney or something. Bullshit <laughs> like that. But then it's fucking, he's talking right, crazy man. to your ass after that. Like- <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite songs. I mean, okay, so let's let's, let's
0: let's start. Let's talk about a couple of the lines. I mean, uh, we back outside, but they still lied. What do y'all think that's
2: song <laughs> <of>? <laughs> Man. It, I mean, it, it, you could take that so many ways, but but at least the way I initially take when I hear it, you know, back outside, but they still lied, is that we're, we're, the lies have never changed. Mm-hmm. Though you can go back and you know and i shouldn't even say back because i don't like that but move forward and be out in an environment where you can be around people and stuff the lies that you were living still exist exactly. mm-hmm. they, they, those haven't changed mm-hmm. and matter of fact there may be even more and so <laughs> and so you have you have to take an opportunity to say wait a minute wait a minute," and
1: also not come back like like he's seeing like you're back outside, but they still lied. Don't come back and do the Dude, same <laughs> shit that you yeah. were just doing before. Right. Right. You but know, this,
0: this kind of goes back into what we talked about at the beginning. His frustration with society. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: These lessons he's been trying to teach and should be pretty obvious at this point. Take off the foo-foo. Take off the bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, like take all those masks off. What are you left with? Right. After that shit. Like, who are you? Like, after all that shit. And people have should have learned that lesson, you know. I don't want to talk about people what people should have have learned, but I personally think that that lesson comes from exploring yourself. And if yeah. you're inside for the last two and a half years exploring yourself and you're still coming out doing the same thing, that's kind of telling, as telling for, for Kendrick. And Kendrick right. is giving you a direct sort of response to that. And y'all think it's a slapper, but he's disrespecting y'all. Um, right, right, uh, completely. But he's disrespecting himself too. He he goes into you know things that he wants to do too that he needs to take off. But yeah. people, I think a lot of people are like, like you can't even like really. I think at this point, even trust him as a narrator. He has positioned himself as like an unreliable narrator in this song. You don't know if he's talking or the voices in his head are talking <laughs> right, or the characters. Right. And you know he's explored characters in the past in his music, but. He's sort of starting to think, is this the end of humanity? Is this what this is? Like, so now I need to go to the safe house because I, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not divulging in this type of shit.
1: Yes. Like, well, like,
0: and, and are involving myself in this type of shit.
1: And also, I think it's like, like, I'm just looking at these lyrics and how many times he says, take off. Like, think, like, I feel like it's such an interesting concept of him saying that to, like... Allow the listener to be like, okay, you know, what what do I need to take off? What am, I cu- what am I cuffed to that is, that doesn't love me back?
0: But where are the morals, bro? Like, where are the morals? Like, yeah. it goes into, you know, later on in the song, kind of jumping around, but what the fuck is cancel culture, dog? Like, yeah. basically, people out here entertaining bullshit that isn't even real and having fake outrage and society that's driving us to that point, but like
2: you know what i feel like it just just in one element i feel like kendrick even with this album even in, in part of his rebirth his children are part of that rebirth or a huge part of his even willingness to want to because he is so saddened by the position that we have set ourselves in as a society that it's like troubling but he knows he has to speak some existence to it if he knows better and can deliver it better so he's like I have to do this not only for my rights of a, a living legacy as I'm dying but also because my children have to know that this is a huge burden that the world is taking on and if we continue to go down this path you will so it's like the, the early learning lessons right it's like the teaching his teaching are just going to certain parts of the masses and and i think that is a, a very very unique position that he tries to help us understand here right the world is in panic the women is stranded the men on the run you know like mm-hmm. you know like like if 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 that is the essence of what our children are growing to see all of that the frantic the disarray the destruction that's just out here if that's what we're you know thinking that is okay and children are seeing that as again as we know what terrible things are happening yeah. out there right now in society and if we continue to perpetuate that all that does is taint the mental structure yeah if yeah. we become desensitized to the nonsense then we're okay in our conscious with seeing it. Yeah. I see homeless people laying on the ground in LA and I still can't get it through my mind. Mm -hmm. I still can't get it through my mind because it's like, I know all the vast land spaces that are out here throughout the United States that could potentially habitat them or could prevail some structure. But Again, I won't make this political, but I think that there is a way. Is political, so
0: <laughs> I, I
2: think that there is, a, is I think that there is a way for us to be able to take off the strife, take off the nonsense, as yeah. you were mentioning, Jay, yeah. and be able to position ourselves not tainted, but as passing through our transgressions to tell our testimony.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 jump real quick into worldwide steppers. Like I feel like this is also like an annunciation from, or like another alliteration of his haunting as well. Like (laughs) he's coming back again and saying, Hey, you didn't get it this time. Okay. You're going to get it this time. I'm a killer. She's a killer. He's a killer bitch. Like, this is what this is. It's like, there's no point in trying to run from that anymore. This is, yeah, this is the mindset of us all. And how did we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? Um, as a society, so I guess what do you guys think of worldwide steppers um to me I, I feel like it's he's speaking you know from somebody a perspective of somebody that has lived a thousand lives at this point um and now he's just a time traveler passing through time telling you this story um if you get it, you get it if you don't, that's on you his 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 kids are gonna understand the messages that he's leaving the bread comes for them and and he's they're gonna follow his path
2: mm-hmm you no. Know? Um, so go ahead. I want to I want to hear your thoughts. I, I, on I think one of the most pivotal points out of this uh, perspective, obviously, other than bringing and introducing Kodak with the cameo, which I think is very important to the culture and to the progression of this uh, song. But also, I don't pass judgment past life regressions. Keep me in question. Mm-hmm. I, I look at myself personally as I call it a PQA. To working to be a CAA, I'm a perpetual question asker. Working to be a capital asset allocator; those are mm, my, my, I like that. My progression is what I'm doing. But I look at him, and what he says is that past life regressions keep m- me in question because he's realizing that as he is even doing anything progressive, he cannot pass judgment because everybody's living in regression. We're going to a point as we get older we end up having things that transition with our bodies, with our health, with our minds that deter and deteriorate. And all he's saying in this one, he said, why are we passing judgment? Why are we positioning ourselves amongst each other as, Oh, I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. We're all regressing. There's no expiration date on the bottom of your foot, but you're dying at what rate we don't know. However, it is happening. We can say that for sure. Mm -hmm. And that is what I feel like is the thing that he's really trying to convey out of that. Look. Know where you are in this world and don't let anybody change or deter how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. let anybody imprint that. You take you take what you have. Jay. You take what you have. Nick, you take what you have. I take what I have. And at the end of the day, as we go back to the frequencies, we have to gyrate because I have a responsibility to you and I respect you. And that's what it comes down to, at least in my opinion. That's what, that's what it comes down to. The, that's how you have the gratify, gratification to the powers that be.
0: But is he, is, he, is he spitting prophetic knowledge at this point? Why are the ancestors watching him fuck? Why do you think he's in contact with those ancestors like that? I think, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's that's... In a different, he's in a parallel <laughs> uniform worse than you. At this yeah. point, he's in a yeah. parallel universe. He's floating. He's teleporting through you time brought it up. with y'all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the viral moment you right know, there.
0: At this point, and like I said, this is also something that people don't seem to be talking about for some reason, and they sort of start to think that other albums could possibly be better than this album. I don't see how that's probably possible. Nobody's ever, n- nobody's able to make those same type of metaphors that is in the game right now. It doesn't matter who it is, line that up, you know, from experience wise, perspective wise. Uh, crea- creative elements, like he is level levitating above y'all at this point. He is talking to my, his ancestors, your ancestors, all of them, and they're saying, "Like, damn you wise as fuck." Maybe, 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 possibly, Kendrick is my ancestor. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we not even. Like, he is, he is a wise, wise fool at this point. Um, but I don't think anybody answered my question. Why are the ancestors watching him up? Hmm. hmm let me get
2: it up. <laughs> I will say this. They're they're watching him because not only like are you talking about the parallel universes is because he realizes that this universe that he's living in or choosing to live in is the one he creates. And mm-hmm. the moment we realize is that we create the reality that we wish to see then that's how we exceed these opportunities of changing things. That's how we move our dynamics to different beats because we have taken the moment to say, you know what, this is how and why I feel this way. And this is why it is. Mm -hmm. What am I doing different to make sure that continuously exists in the way that it should. That's why his ancestors are watching him. The ancestors are watching him, not any more so fact than our ancestors are watching us do what we need to do they're watching him because they're trying to help him steer his life to the difference again I won't bring up this only once as you guys know Sibyl Sisui and how she mentioned to us about speaking to the ancestors yes before coming to live with us from a different country yes now those things as we took them at the time not understanding the dichotomy and or the, the power behind, the power behind, behind yeah. it, right, and, and that spirituality that's associated with it and so he is referencing that they are watching him whether proud or not he's trying to make them proud he's trying to help appear and appease to the sacrifices and sufferings that they went through mm-hmm. and help establish a different base for that but at the end of the day he's interpreting and then acting And that's what's more important about it, his interpretation and then action on it, as opposed to the ancestors watching. Because we know they're watching, but as they're directing, are we listening to the signs that somebody drops down in front of you? Mm -hmm. Are we helping them see that there is a difference outside of these expectations and experiences that we are? And it's existential. Are we are we all flirting with the fact that we possibly could all be
0: potential murderers? Like, right. And right. People on earth. Silent murderers. That
1: was like. the that that was the that was the interesting part for me with this song is is that perspective. Um, that was interesting, you know, for for, for 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 Kendrick to have that that level of perspective to say, you know, we all have this in us, you know, we're human, you know. And um, we all have that itch to, you know, survive.